0: theater the now i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews The Queens of Canada took a trip under the cringe top as they clowned around in a brand new rusical. But which queen had all eyes on her at the center of the ring, just like a circus? It's about time we find out as we break down the latest episode of Canada's Drag Race 2. And joining me is my favorite circus freak. Are you close? Hello?
1: oh hello thanks for having me
0: again yes welcome back it's been it's been some time I, I couldn't even tell you the last time you were here and what show we were doing because it's all blurred together this season this i year. think
1: it, i think it was episode 5000 of season 86 i yeah, think yeah that sounds right yeah i think we're at atlantis now
0: yeah where this is this year 2021 so much drag content
1: and you do have to feel bad for some of these queens that are getting like their queendom rushed. Like right. poor poor Lawrence Cheney, shortest running queen.
0: Right. It's, it's crazy that we had two UK in one year, but we're not here to talk about UK. We're here to talk about Canadia, Canada. We're here to talk about the queens of the north. How are you enjoying it two, two episodes in? <laughs> I I think again that
1: it's it's a, a bit of a shit show, honestly. Um, yeah. I think we're still kind of stuck on that wannabe U.S. version. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point where I closed my eyes and Brooklyn sounded exactly like RuPaul, like the the connotation of the voice to what she was saying. It was kind of kind of spookily similar.
0: Yeah, it's, it's in this weird flux where it wants to be an international season, but it's Canada, so it's still international. But like, I don't know. It's just this season's not flowing the same way the first season did.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we, we do have a good mix of girls. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, we're only two episodes in, so we won't see who really is shining. But we got to say that there's definitely, you know, some queens that uh. Are talented and others not so much yeah,
0: yeah it's it's definitely something to, to keep an eye on but the 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 mix of queens it's diverse it's fun but they just no one is popping out as a superstar
1: well we we did have a few pop outs so we'll get to later in this little yeah. review yeah yeah
0: so canada they should have taken a little more time before we aired it. Cause it's definitely getting lost in the shuffle with UK. A. well, let's dive in. It is after the elimination. Kendall is sad to see Beth go, but she's glad that everyone got to see how amazing she is. Did not expect that confessional. This was not from a person who lip synced or placed in the top. This was a random confessional and proves my theory that Kendall Jenner is going to be the winner.
1: Really, you think that already?
0: I. She's narrating things that she doesn't need to be narrating. She's so this, present.
1: This is true. She she is the most aware of the situation.
0: Absolutely. Beth wrote by, and Gia has a lot to clean. As Eve says, it was the Beth of times. It was the worth of times.
1: And of course, that you know that cry.
0: <laughs> oh, that cry. Yeah, so the, they're sitting on the couches and Gia's turning on the fake waterworks as she feels so lucky to be there. Cynthia says people connect with her when she dances and Gia says it was terrifying to be in the bottom and that will never happen again. But Isis won the first Maxer Challenge and now they know who they're competing with. But Pathia is safe on its design, design challenges as that's not what she expected. Is that what she does? has to do to step it up? She has to, she has to do better. Season two is on, bitches. Kendall's still the one to meet, but Eve is the performer of the group. What is going on with Eve? We'll get to the, the, the Eve of it all, but everything is about Eve. All about Eve.
1: All about Eve. Yeah, it was, it was interesting watching her and the choices that she made. Quite literally, yeah. choices.
0: And it but... extends into this episode as well.
1: Oh, yeah. No, the little spillover. Yeah. What well, did you think next... of it?
0: Oh, I think she's absolutely annoying. Like, this is on for TV. I I was excited about Eve before the season started. I am not anymore.
1: Yeah, she's just, she's not carrying herself very well. I mean.
0: No. Not a good look for the big girls.
1: Well, we can't put that kind of pressure on her.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You're right. You're right. Well, it is the next day. It's table talk. And Eve was reminded she was shedding some tears on the runway. Cynthia mocks the moan as it was quite interesting and intense. But I love that she had the voiceover of the crying as as they showed Eve crying. I was like, that's funny. You're really digging into Eve. And she deserves it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) At first, I almost forgot that that wasn't her real cry. I thought they actually just went back (laughs) to it. But no, it was that was just a little voiceover.
0: To Eve, she was in the bottom, so the amount of relief became intense emotion. As Kendall says, she still got to perform because that was a performance. Brad wearing something that was an assault on the eyes and Canada's best squirrel friend turned judge, Tracy Melcher, are here. How do you feel about the new judging shakeup?
1: I... I do like variety in this sense because then you're not going to get so pulled down, but I hope that they do find their niche. I like that they're, they're splitting kind of the roles. Um, We'll see if that continues on, but I mean, we get to it later, but Tracy's announcement of the lip sync was just kind of very, but, 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 but. Like it wasn't as, um, I wouldn't say can do as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It it was very formulaic.
1: She was kind of like one of those people who hit the tambourine on the off note instead of on. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's her. That was her. Well, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This week's mini challenge sponsored by DoorDash is the first ever Queen of My Neighborhood pageant where they have to show why their community is special. They have 20 minutes to get into quick drag. Get ready to get regional. Now, before we begin in this mini challenge, I want to hear about your neighborhood. What would you wear to honor your neck of the woods?
1: Oh, well, so right now I'm... Pretty much living on the border of Bedstuy and Crown Heights, and so
0: you would wear a trash.
1: I <laughs> well, dang I also I dang. I live right across the street from a a beautiful church, so maybe that nun's outfit that I've prepared for this Halloween would be an appropriate
0: oh appropriate spooky. look. Also,
1: too, it's very helpful when you're walking home hammered, and you're like, oh my god, there's the steeple. I'm close, and then. You know,
0: are you close? That's fair. And are you close? I mean, are you you close is never that close to drunk, right? Never, (laughs) ever. Never, no. (laughs) Okay, so let's go through the Queens. Um, Wow, this was a challenge. Adriana from View Quebec, Quebec City, a queen from her neighborhood, is a queen who showed who knows how to wear a skirt during winter because she has to keep her sugar shack fresh. So she's wearing this light this milking maid look with the fleur-de-lis on her ass.
1: It kind of looked like a knockoff pantomime challenge. Yes. It was I mean, it definitely gave you like your little hint of where she was from, but like the top didn't match the bottom. It was frills in the wrong place Mm -hmm. it was interesting and what also i was wondering as some of these girls were coming out is were these dresses originally made for like a runway challenge
0: that's what i thought because some of them were elaborate and some of them yeah but i was i did think this was for a runway
1: that's what i'm always like nervous about too when like obviously you have these challenges and like some of the girls put like all of their eggs in one basket and then that fucking dress is just for the simple mini challenge instead of the maxi challenge so what (laughs) sorry to those designers who like (laughs) spend all that time and then all of a sudden it gets like two minutes of airtime
0: not even exactly exactly Eve 6000 from Church Street in Toronto. She's wearing the only dress left in her closet because the rest of them have been puked on. If she were home right now, you'd likely find her blackout drunk at her local gay bar. Oh, she is a mess with that wonky lash and the eggplant purse. But I feel like that's you. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Well, so number one, <laughs> I don't think this dress was one representative of her area. I think no. this is like a throwaway dress she had in the back of her suitcase, but the character she did with it sold it. I think it's that true. was the the moment that pulled it.
0: Yeah, it, she she is able to pull off a character when she's really trying to. Yeah. Elsie Aqua Black from View, Quebec, Quebec City. She is wearing poutine with cheese and fries. It's obviously she's the gravy because she's full of cholesterol. If she could describe her neighborhood in one word, it would be historical because of the history of the place where there is a lot of history. What a mess! That face! But also, who doesn't love poutine?
1: I mean, poutine is amazingly delicious. Um, Last time I was in Canada, I actually had poutine on a pizza. Like, it was a pizza and the toppings were actually poutine. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, Wow. But... Yeah, let's talk about this costume and this fucking mug because I thought, okay, for the few times I've seen her on the camera when she's doing her makeup, I thought, okay, this is like the the clown approach. Like you just kind of blot your colors and then you buff it out and then you go. And then all of a sudden before she buffed it out, she just put that mole on. I was like, is she, oh, she's done. Okay, <laughs> that that's how you're going to go out. It looked like she didn't have a beauty blender and she was like, just using like a lemon or something and just something with rough edges.
0: I don't know how she got on the show. We've seen Queens with some rough beats. This is easily the worst painter in the history of drag race. Oh,
1: we'll get to the runway look later. I'm sure. But.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh my God.
0: Couture from downtown Ottawa she's wearing royal guard attire because the only way to get a crown is to put in the work she's got a polished royal guard look very simple very elegant and um, that's all we got on her yeah
1: I thought it was a cute look I thought it was contingent to her area um, exactly
0: it's the capital. yeah
1: and then I would have liked more of a like a, a guard walk instead yeah. though. but I Absolutely. think she did a I think she did a good job she looked good.
0: Yeah. Geometric from Sunset Beach, Vancouver If there is one thing she wants the world To know about her neighborhood Is that it might be beautiful BC But it's not as beautiful as she This girl loves herself
1: Just just a little bit I don't know if she made it clear or not But yeah, I think I think she's uh, confident
0: It's very off-putting <laughs> But the sad thing is We know girls like this
1: Oh, of course we do. We've seen them perform, thinking they're the hottest shit, I'm like, you're wobbling on half a heel. What are you so confident about?
0: I mean, uh, maybe there was a contestant on season one of Canada's Drag Race that was from New York who's got the same attitude. But that's a character, right?
1: Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure,
0: <laughs> Okay, moving right along, we got Kamora Amor from Scarborough. She's wearing her Sunday best on her way to church. A queen from her neighborhood is a queen who knows how to slay the spirit. She's not good, right? Or is it just me?
1: I'm not particularly a fan at the moment, but who knows what's going to happen later. Um, uh-huh. Maybe like the fog is still clearing out for some of the other girls who are quite literally fog machines, maybe something, you know, related to the ocean or something, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once the fog clears and then we can kind of see who's actually like rising versus who's sinking, then maybe we'll see where she- she's one of those in between girls for me.
0: Yeah. Kendall Gender from Davy Village, Vancouver. If she could sum up her neighborhood in three words, she'd describe it as sassy, flassy and gassy. At least she's got humor. Um, that big heart was cute. Again, I think you're right. I think it was from Mainstay's runway.
1: <laughs> yeah. And. I I mean I, I personally like the look. I thought it was cute. It was a little campy, but it was it was a nice one compared to the rest. Mm-hmm. She was True. more towards the top.
0: Suki doll from downtown Montreal. Her look is dedicated to the orange, iconic orange construction cones that are found in her neighborhood. I'm triggered, I'm still triggered by the ghost of construction cone past, but it was a cute look. I did very retro. Like-
1: Yeah, I think it was more of a retro-inspired look. But, I mean, as you said, traffic cones are a little dicey. And we already Mm -hmm. had two in this one, so...
0: Yeah. Cynthia Kiss from West End, Vancouver. A perfect date in her neighborhood would be fresh ocean air, fresh sushi, and maybe some fresh dick. I mean, if you're offering.
1: (laughs) I think it's one of those moments where... It was. I'm. I would assume it was meant to be like a spotted dick reference, like a fish joke. Sure. sure. Maybe. I don't. I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Let's. Let's just. (laughs) We'll attribute it to that.
0: Let's go with that. Pathia from Villa Maria, Montreal. She's wearing orange because she stops traffic, honey. There's a lot of construction in Montreal, but also, doesn't red stop traffic?
1: I mean, I maybe they're colorblind in Montreal. I mean. Have you been up to Montreal?
0: I have never been. Is there a lot of traffic? It's a cute area.
1: I mean, when I was there, there was not much traffic, but, you know, maybe the economy has gotten better. They're working on infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But apparently there is a lot of fucking construction because we were two traffic cones.
0: Exactly. And finally, Stephanie Prince from downtown Calgary. What people would be surprised to know about her neighborhood is cowboys have bigger dicks than horses. Wow. Okay. Field trip. Let's go to Calgary. (laughs) Also, why did she strip? Also, she nutted her nuts.
1: Yeah. She did it to herself quite literally.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Why would you hit yourself that hard? I don't know. I mean, I I, I love the camping moment with the queen hitting their crotch with a microphone, but that's because they're wearing a dance belt and you're going to get that thud. If you are just wearing a pair of tucking panties and you're not fully, fully tucked, then it's going to hurt.
0: Sure did. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I know that there is like rodeo and cowboys up in Calgary. So I got the reference, but it's the strip that I was like, "Ah, I'm not here for it. Maybe there's a
1: really, maybe there's a really popular strip show with cowboys.
0: Maybe let's go to Calgary and find out. Field trip. Yeah. The winner of this mini challenge is OCN because I have no idea. Um, This is dumb. (laughs) She wins a $1,000 DoorDash gift card, which I would gladly take in this moment. And DoorDash will give her $5,000 to donate in her name to a queer safe space in her neighborhood, which I think is an excellent prize as well.
1: Yeah, I think the theme for the challenge and then that reward at the end kind of helped wrap it up and kind of make it worth the mini challenge.
0: But wow, why, why did OCN become the winner? What the fuck?
1: I think everyone just loves a good poutine.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's true. All right. Well, for this maxi challenge, they will perform in the original musical under the big top. They will perform it live on the main stage, live singing, Hanny. Um, you are a live singing queen now, aren't you?
1: I am. <laughs> I'm slowly increasing my little repertoire, but yeah. Um, I, I totally understand what some of these girls were saying where I might be a live singing queen, but my singing is more comedic. Like I'm not going to be out there belting never enough. That's not my prerogative. <laughs> I would right. rather be singing campy little songs that maybe I literally was just outside chugging a Red Bull. I'm like, I'm ready to sing. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, to get them ready, they will be rehearsing rehearsing with quote, unquote, Broadway baby, Tom Allison, who I'm fairly certain has a single Broadway credit to his name. Whatever. And resident choreographer, Hollywood Jade. Great. Cool.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this one of our first, like, actual live singing challenges in the RuPaul's kingdom?
0: No. Or queendom, I should say. I mean season six my
1: dear Have I blocked it out of my memory Because of how bad it was We are the
0: comedy queens
1: Oh that one okay no yeah I blocked it out of my memory Yeah Yeah, It was a blackout moment
0: Yeah we know we've definitely had other live singing Rusicals but this one was This one was rough I mean come on share share the Rusical Madonna the Rusical I mean
1: but those are like kind of pre-recorded though this this is like
0: that's fair that's fair
1: that's what i thought they were going to do for this one i thought it was going to come on they were going to do the rehearsal and they would record it then and then they would just have to kind of lip sync it and act it
0: fair i I
1: understand it's hard to live sing move and act all
0: and learn it all in a day
1: yeah that's that's insane i understand why it was so terrible but other girls killed it and like some of them weren't singers. So, I mean, the now the rehearsal kind of gave us a clue as to what was going to happen. Oh, absolutely.
0: Later. Now, they will leave it up to them to divvy up the roles because I guess they couldn't trust OCN to do this right. But could you imagine the insanity if she got to pick the roles? What a missed opportunity.
1: That would have made for a much better episode. A much better episode.
0: Like this was trash and they picked their roles because you imagine if she did it and was like, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: It almost could have been better. Not in like a I professional so. sense, but just in, it would have gone all comedy, all comedy.
0: Yeah. And the fuck ups would have been fucked up because it wasn't their fault. It was her fault. But alas, under the big top is a musical about a young ingenue clown trying to find her way in the clowning world. Who tells us this? Miss Kendall gender. I'm telling you, why is she talking so much? <laughs> Just my theory. Pathia was born to be, in a, be a part of a clown musical. She wants to play the role of Hennywise because she is underground and spooky. Cynthia feels comfortable singing and dancing and she wants to play the role of Corset the Ingenue. Gia's first and only choice is Himbo, who closes the show. And who better to close the show than the Ego Queen herself? Ring Mistress will be played by Kendall, who will comedically sing it. She can sell things, as she says. Kamora wants no singing, so she will be playing Bianca, who is a sassy comedy clown who will read your ass down, AKA Bianca Del Rio.
1: Yeah, they really, they hid that one so well.
0: Yeah. Now, Eve can sing. Her words, not mine. She wants to play Revilliana. And Stephanie is like, that's not a singing role to which Eve says, but I'm going to make it a singing role. Sometimes you have (laughs) to know yourself to know when to not say words.
1: Yeah, or rather not sing them either.
0: She did this to herself.
1: You know, I saw her performance on Instagram because everything gets ruined by social media these days. And I saw that before I saw any of the episode. And I just was dumbfounded. I was like, I really, at first I thought they did that thing where like the trend on social media where they pull the audio back and it's just like the voice of the person. Um, like when it really works out when like it happens to like Rosé or like somebody with a good voice. And then all of a sudden I watched the full episode and I was like, oh no that's that's the way it really sounded for all of canada and well all of the world once it premiered but
0: yeah next we have the roles of bing bang and bong yes those are the names and i will tell you right now the fact that we didn't have any lick of uk hunt in this musical made it shit how do you name the characters bing bang bong and not have my favorite song ever in it
1: they could have used like a slower like backing track that was at least the beat for it.
0: Yeah. Why did they name those characters that?
1: I mean, once you watch that performance, it should have been Bing Bang Gone. Well, actually, oh,
0: oh, yeah.
1: yeah, that kind of actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, their roles were garbage.
0: A mess. Adriana is comfortable taking one of those characters. OCN liked Bong, so she's going to take Bong. Um, and then we have three roles, three roles left. Lace and leather are dancing queens, clowns and they will have a lot of ka kakaka ka. Stephanie will only do lace and leather with the right person, so Isis volunteers. And Suki is like I could do that part too. So how do we settle this? That's right, a vogue off. It's pretty obvious that Suki does not win the dance off. She will be relegated to the role of Bing while Stephanie and Isis are lace and leather. How would you have fared in your in the vogue off?
1: Um, given that that interaction probably happened first thing in the morning, I would not have volunteered for that position. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am not a good dancer, which is why I don't do splits or stunts or anything like that. But, um, Vogue is such a, a challenging style of dance and expression that I wouldn't even attempt it because I would just destroy myself, mainly my knees. They're old now. Um,
0: Yeah, same same here.
1: Yeah, the clickety-clack would actually just be the ligaments tearing.
0: (laughs) Now, we have all the roles. What role would you have selected for yourself, knowing what we know now?
1: I feel like I would either have wanted to be... I feel like I would have taken the role that that kendall gender took
0: okay good part good part kendall and cynthia are the leading roles with the most lines and most lyrics if they mess up one word they're fucked and as as stephanie says she and isis are the mean girls and they are method actors who is isis most concerned about bing bang bong suki is not a comedy queen good luck being a clown bitch we got vocal coaching with Tom Allison, and um, I still have no idea who this man is. His wiki page looked important, <laughs> but I, I got nothing. Nothing on you, dude. Are you familiar with his work? I am
1: not. Usually when we have these seasons that are outside of the U.S., I will probably know about one-third of the judges or people that come on. Fair. Usually as soon as it gets announced, I just pull up my phone. I'm like, where are they from? and no okay no imdb okay let's go check <laughs> check regional <laughs> theater <laughs>
0: yeah tom says it's not about singing but serving it up and being the character and Pythia is first and her theater gay greek heart is geeking out she is starting her part and she's getting very into it she has to be physically funny and it's all about the grotesque and tom tells her to be norma desmond in sunset boulevard okay good direction i think that was a good 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 direction for her Cynthia is next and when I tell you stunned I was gooped and gagged that she had such an amazing voice it is pure musical theater best singer in drag race history question mark
1: potentially I kind of wanted to see the role have more range in a way because mm-hmm. while yes the voice is amazing we only got like, like a small taste of it like it only kind of hovered just above like middle to upper and I mm-hmm. feel like her voice is much better than what she showcased.
0: Yeah, it was, it was just so pure. Like, yeah, we have incredible singers who can like belt the house down in those high notes, but this was just so pure and, and genuine. I really loved it.
1: Yeah, and her control with it too is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that they weren't recording in that moment, I was like, I really hope this translates well to while she's moving around and bopping. Because... Absolutely. Otherwise, it would just be a disappointment.
0: Well, Cynthia loves musical theater, so she's dusting off some old skills. One and done. Kendall is up next, and she is about an octave too low. Tom tries to get her to go higher, and oof, ha ha ha, as Pythia says. Too bad, there's no autotune. Good luck.
1: You know, some girls are... <laughs> Meant to shine and others, they're going to just fade out.
0: Yeah. Bing, bang, bong, cannot sing, sang, song. They are not, you okay, hun. This was rough. Worst performance in Drag Race history, and we haven't even gotten to the actual performance. What the fuck was happening?
1: I feel like, judging by the way that they had these little wigs on, that they weren't taking it seriously, that they thought it was going to be this breeze of a performance. And I feel like middle of them singing the song and then dancing, it was revealed to them that it was going to be a little harder than they thought.
0: This is when I, as a producer of the show, would have stepped in and been like, okay, we're pre-recording this. We- this is not going to work.
1: Yeah. That, oh, that should God. have been a clear sign that things should have changed. But, I mean, some queens got to go home first.
0: Yeah our second gia has conviction she's not the best but she's got the most challenging part in the and, and you know it's it's fine it, it worked she'll do better in the actual performance and it is all about eve and she knows she can pull it off is she a singer she better sing oh my gosh no 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 the girls are laughing and tom is like hmm do it like this use the character voice do it as comedy Eve needs to pull this performance to turn it around. And she's just not listening to what anyone has to say.
1: Yeah. And this is where whenever I see a queen that fights back against a critique like that, that's it's constructive criticism. Those are the ones that it never clicks in my head as to why you're denying this moment. Like if it was an attack on your character then yes, get defensive. Say like, no, this is my color. No, this is my voice, blah, 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 blah. But if somebody is saying, okay, why don't you change this about your performance? Say, okay, yeah, thank you for the feedback and like move on. Mm -hmm. Whether you incorporate it or not, that's up to you. But listen to it and then decide later in the comfort of your own hotel room or wherever they're quarantined these days to decide what you want
0: to do. Yeah, I mean, the reality is this is musical theater and in musical theater, you have to get direction and this was pure direction. If you can't take direction, maybe you're not someone who's good to work with. Yeah. We're moving on to choreo with Hollywood Jade who is looking fabulous and it's like, dancing divas, we're going to get into it. It is time to see what Stephanie and Isis have got. The leather and lace rolls have a lot of intricate dance moves. Stephanie can get it and Isis is not quite catching on. She is doing those nervous laughs, and Hollywood Jade is like, "You are the it girl. I'm not joking, bitch."
1: Yeah, watching them. Would you
0: have been? Shit your, would you have been shitting your pants?
1: Oh, I. If here's the thing, if I ever, ever make it onto the five thousandth season, I know I'm going home on the dance challenge. It's that's a given. <laughs> I just have to hope that that dance challenge is like five or six episodes in, so at least my name is there, <laughs> and then I can yeah. make my. Impression.
0: Well now is the time to have one of your sisters teach you.
1: This is true. This is true. But I think I'd just bow out <laughs> gracefully.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Isis is feeling a little bit off. Um and feeling actually a bit off more than she can chew. This ain't a bark performance. Now, we have Kimura, who is doing stand-up, but there are musical cues, so you have to be on time. The spirit has taken over Miss Kimura, and Hollywood loves her energy. Bring on the clowns. We're seeing Bing, Bang, and Bong again, and they are choices. OCN says she's generally a good dancer when it's her moves, but learning choreography is intimidating. When it's your moves, what are your moves? I want to know. (laughs) I think... Choreo is
1: one of, I think, I think that's probably easier because you're being given these moves, correct? Like as long as they're not physically challenging for you, if it's just like a shoulder, it's an arm, it's whatever it is that I can, I can even do that. But if it's like a Patty brewery, kickball change, flip, whatever. No, like whenever like you see Katya or like a stunt girl on the stage and they're like doing that cartwheel over a men's lap or whatever. First of all, I would be distracted that my head was close to anything. And then- You mean I a d- dick? Yeah, spotted dick. Well, actually really hope that isn't spotted. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it would, as long as it's a, a simple floor, I'm, I'm better at floor work. Just, you know, let me lay down and then that would be successful.
0: Says a true bottom. Excuse you. they are just literally clowning around in all the wrong ways commit to the character but this is just pure chaos we're moving on to elimination day isis is stressed and she is rushing so they have time to practice as the self-proclaimed dance queen she has to prove herself and nail this performance adriana is like we're rapping and i can barely speak english she is from colombia but moved to quebec city 13 years ago She says that the first months are hard as you have to get used to a completely different culture, another language and make friends. Stephanie says moving to Canada, you'd think your life would get better immediately, but it didn't. Suki shares that they lived in subsidized housing with other immigrant kids. They faced racism and homophobia. While Stephanie says she was also gay, fat and Asian, she was depressed and got made fun of. She was bullied by friends and family and felt no one was on her team. We had a little bit, bit of an inkling last season when we had the makeover challenge with the um, immigrants coming over who got refuge to Canada, and we got to hear their stories. And now we're kind of hearing it from the Queen's perspective. Um, what did you think of hearing the three of them discuss their immigration stories coming to Canada?
1: It wasn't as surprising. Um, Obviously, these issues are going to exist all over the world in Mm -hmm. a capacity or the other. I think some of the unfortunate um, historical facts behind it is that America is also slightly responsible. Because one of the reasons why that there is such a large Asian community in Canada, especially in Montreal, and kind kind of like right over the border was that that was original staffing or people working on our railroads in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they were done working on railroads, America being the racist institution that it is, just pushed them north into Canada. They're like, oh, well, it's too expensive for you to live here. Thank you for your hard work, but go north. And that's kind of like the foundation of asian influx into canada and then of course yes we still have migration every year with people moving but that was the first big push and actually there is a or back in the day there was a prolific red light district in montreal that was primarily asian people
0: Mm -hmm. good good facts to share thank you for sharing all that info See, you're, this is why I love having you on the podcast. You're full of knowledge.
1: Random trivia.
0: <laughs> now, OCN is shocked by Stephanie's story because as drag queens, you present a strong character and sometimes you don't know what's underneath. So she shares that she was adopted, so she never really struggled with culture shock. She was abandoned in the forest of Haiti at 11 months. She was put in an orphanage and then adopted. For her, it's not a sad story because it didn't happen. She, could have, she couldn't have done drag and been adopted by an incredible family if she had not been abandoned. So I feel like this is the first time we're connecting with OCN, unfortunately the last time, but she's giving us a really interesting perspective because I don't think I've ever really heard um, someone who's been adopted say how much of a benefit it was in that kind of respect. They're like, I'm glad I was abandoned because I would not have had the opportunities to be who I am now.
1: You mean you haven't spent time at the bus stop?
0: I have not. I have (laughs) definitely not.
1: Um, Yeah, I think this was uh, a unique perspective. Um, And at first I thought, wow, that's like very unfortunate that that happened. But then I thought about on the opposite side where she's right, where if those parents that had abandoned her not abandoned her, then she would have been raised in a household that didn't want her. Yeah. And I think it would have resulted in a far different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean,
0: we, we heard um, uh, Anastasia last year um, discuss what happened about her um, uh, immigration from the islands to Canada. And that could have been Ocean's story if she hadn't been adopted.
1: Yeah, it's one hard instance that helps fuel a better lifestyle
0: yeah well we have these heartwarming stories but it's time to head over to the runway we got brooklyn heights strutting on that runway with a giant updo and green leopard print she looked kind of yummy
1: she did and the hair was stunning
0: would you wear that hair
1: i would but i think even though i'm not a dancer i move in mysterious ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I would knock that thing off my head instantaneously. There. There. I that has
0: a sitting look.
1: It is. I I think I did one of actually one of the earlier times I was in drag, I did create this beehive look. And it was the kind of a very like Victorian thing that the curls in the front I had little pieces coming out the back as little uh I forget what they're called, not dandrills, whatever, something like that, something drools. And um, the way I did it to make sure that I could actually walk and not have it fall off was I used like chicken wire, like bird caging. And I created (laughs) this dome and I literally pinned through the metal to my my head to make sure it would not fall off.
0: Hey, if it works, it works. So we got Brad, we got Tracy and they're joined by Hollywood Jade because I guess he was in the house and they needed someone to sit there. Might as well. All you right. Under the big top. Are you ready to discuss it? Oh my God, these looks.
1: Okay, yes. Who's up first?
0: All right. The Rusical begins with Corset, aka Cynthia in bed, dreaming of what life could be as a clown. Not going to lie. She could have won if she had a better runway.
1: Yeah, I think so. There was definitely that potential there. I thought the performance was pretty good, but the look wasn't totally up there.
0: Yeah. She was the perfect ingenue, and the line, no one comes to any of my shows, was probably the realest phrase that was ever been said on Drag Race.
1: Oh, it's true. It's, it's every August. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's that weird lull in the season. We're just like, okay, I guess I've put all this makeup on for, oh, yes, thank no you one. for the the one person that might be sitting in the back. and Oh, your staff? Okay, thank you.
0: So this musical is about figuring out what kind of clown you are. What kind of clown are you or are you close?
1: I would definitely say I've fallen into the, the comedic style. I mm-hmm. still won't necessarily do a camp makeup look, but... I definitely act and have my mixes that are more comedic in
0: value. Fair. Kendall looked the part of the ring mistress, and her acting I thought was exceptional. She sold the character, and Tina Burner is shooketh. <laughs> I was worried I, about her voice after the performance, but she strained it quite a bit. But she was fine. She was good.
1: Yeah, for for a queen that is not a a, a songstress, she she managed. It's probably the best way to describe it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bing, Bang, and Bong were easily the worst performers in the history of a rusical ever. This was embarrassing. There was no cohesiveness. It was all over the place.
1: Yeah. And what killed me about this, too, was, number one, yeah, watching them was not good in the slightest but then we also had those little cut scenes where they went back to the bed and our little ingenue is just like bopping along like yeah this is the greatest thing in the world and then you go like back (laughs) to bing bang bong and they're just like lagging behind it felt like we were back on like a dial-up setting trying to like download something really (laughs) shitty
0: yeah, I I first off don't understand what OCM was wearing. Also, she was just so so off and if you think that makeup was bad, we will see it again later.
1: Oh, yeah. Once again, why? Just just why? Out of everything you could have done. Right. Just, also just reinforce it. I know you have a treasure trove of makeup. Why is it so
0: like bled out? Like Yeah. Oh, this was jokes. Not in a good way. This was jokey joke jokes, Erson. Now, when Leather and Lace came out, I was like, are we going to get a new rendition of Shut Up and Drive starring Alyssa and Tatiana? They looked great, but that dance was hard and Isis was a mess. Stephanie really did carry her when it came to the duet, but like the camera, they just only wanted to show her because they had nothing to show for Isis.
1: Yeah, that was a, a good edit on the camera
0: part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say the line, we just say words about fashion, hun, was a tea spilling moment. We know those fashion queens that have nothing but fashion phrases. And that's it. That's all they're known for.
1: Yeah. And then even, I believe it was Brooklyn later on in the judging said it. I was like, oh, are these just, these queens just only fashion queens or not performers? And also one of the the harshest critiques that applies to quite a few queens.
0: Oh, oh, I'm yeah. You, oh yeah. Sorry.
1: You have so many uh, Instagram followers. Great. Let's have them come to the show and see you move in real life.
0: It's true. Revealing Anna was a mess. Eve girl, what was happening? She lost her wig reveal. The costume reveal was meh at best. What the hell was that performance? First of all, how did she
1: lose a wig reveal? When the reveal came, nowhere near her hair.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I I don't know.
1: It's. At first, I thought it was supposed to fall. Like I thought it was supposed to be even more comedy that she had to pick the wig up off the floor. But then the way yeah. that she did it just revealed that it was not meant to be that way at all. Yeah, I thought. Th- I thought the character was cute. The performance of it was shit.
0: Yeah. Pythia was a standout in all the right ways. The look was great and the performance was on point.
1: Oh, that was beautiful. Like, stunning in terms of actually coming out there, commanding the stage. At that point, like, I forgot everybody else was on stage, even though she was trotting back and forth and showing everyone behind her. Killed it.
0: Yep. Uh, Kamora's attempt at Bianca makeup was very bad, but her performance needed a little more bite. It was just, it was very um one note
1: yeah again it was the the tribute was there but yeah. it was kind of like a nailed it moment and not a successful tribute
0: yeah that's fair um was i slightly aroused by gia as himbo not no also she was the only one who did get auto-tuned so that was kind of not fair
1: wait did they actually auto-tune her
0: there was a little bit of um, vocal manipulation for her part.
1: Oh, I wasn't paying attention that hard, I guess. Yeah, I might have just she been got a little staring, reverb. So.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the moral of this story is that you don't have to be a specific clown; you can be it all. Just make them laugh. How did we get through this entire performance and not have one single reference to Jimbo the drag clown?
1: Well, I think. There was the name tribute in himbo, like but again, then, the himbo was more I don't think so, no, that's a lie. I just try to you know make it better <laughs> um, yeah, especially like Jimbo's entire thing is making people laugh through absurdity, yeah so could you imagine
0: if Jimbo just showed up at the end of it? I would have lived <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry she's probably busy you know bouncing around with those titties all over Canada.
0: It's true. I have to ask it. Was this the worst rusical in the history of Drag Race?
1: So far, remember we've got about five thousand more seasons to go. So true. this is among this one would be lip syncing for its life currently.
0: Absolutely. All right, we got a category. It is circus berserkus, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play ringmaster or sad clown. <laughs> And
1: Always with these, these puns.
0: We got to get punny. We got to get punny over here. All right. We're starting off with Isis Couture. Look by Isis. I think this was a simple and smart concept to do black and white with hints of red, though that was the color palette we saw last week with her. I think the black poofy hair under the hat was excellent. This look was all about shapes and patterns, and she excelled there. The pant leg is very fashion with the front exposed. The cape did get in the way a bit, but um, it wasn't the end of the world for me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought this look was pretty good, um, especially being the first one out on the runway, um, kind of setting the scene for some of the the sad clowns to come out later. I would definitely give this one mm-hmm. more of a ringmaster situation. Yeah.
0: Brooklyn says she was in her head in the challenge. She saw her give up and she's too good for that. Brad says that Stephanie was carrying her in parts instead of being a duo. He says that her runways and presentations are so polished that she should bring that into the challenges. Hollywood said it was no, no since she battled for the role. I, too, would give it a ringmaster. And guess what? The audience agrees. 86% ringmaster, 14% sad clown. Next, we have Geometric. Look and hair by Sean Malmus, Helmet by Chris Lotz. She is not helping herself when she comes out looking like Gigi Good. I think the cannonballer was a smart idea. Love the daredevil idea. Red and white with a Canadian maple leaf was very smart. The high pony coming under the helmet was cute. It looks great, but at the same time, I was still slightly underwhelmed because I feel like this is expected. And again, when you're, you already look like Gigi good and doing something that she's kind of already done, you're going to make the comparison and, and expect her to do better.
1: Yeah, as, as much as I usually hate comparing a girl to a previous season or somebody who's already been on the show, it is kind of very much that frame of reference where the look was very similar. And that doesn't help being pulled in. Hopefully, with the rest of the season, she deviates a bit more. But yeah, that's to be seen. This one, I would almost kind of place in the middle. How would you rank it?
0: Well, Brad says her performance as Himbo was GM Tracy says, give her all of her 80s fashion fantasies. She was electric. She had her rock star poses down. Hada with Jade loved how much of herself she brought to it. And he calls the look tens. Brooklyn said she most definitely understood the assignment this week. And I think she did too. But it's a very, very soft ringmaster.
1: Yeah, I would would agree with that wholeheartedly.
0: The audience agrees as well. 63% ringmaster, 37% sad clown. Next up is Kendall gender look and hair by Sean Malmis. Uh, she is a true show pony. I love the soft purple. It was an incredible color on her. The pony is on point. The feather headdress was exceptional. I love the little horse mouth gag thing. She shined just right with the material, but we have seen Divina Nicampo do a horse look with the horse heels. And I think that was the only thing missing here.
1: Yeah, this with the feather Granted, the trot helped the feather move, which was very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was—I thought it was an okay look, but it was more Vegas than under the big tent. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the intention was cute, but I would say this is another one that's in the middle, if not soft in either direction.
0: Okay. Brad said she took the challenge and made it work for her and killed it. Hollywood loved the commitment. Brooklyn says she is a professional. Tracy loved the duality of the look because it was animalistic, but very fashionable and glamorous. I will give it a ringmaster. Um, yeah. The audience agrees. 77% ringmaster, 23% sad clown.
1: I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with that, even though I said it's soft in either direction. <laughs>
0: yeah all right we got eve 6000 hair by wig zaddy look by leolando conception was exceptional i don't know if they didn't have a lot of time for makeup and that's why she had the face she did for the rusical and then added to it but we will talk more about that later this is campy it's fun does and it does not feel like a furry costume the tongue hanging out of the mouth it's hilarious i think the hair being red does get a little a little bit lost. I understand when she was going for the um, Lucille ball reference, I think blonde may have been a little stronger, but she's wearing heels that have been furred. So good for you, girl. You you redeemed yourself in your runway this week.
1: Yeah. I thought this look was great. Um, Especially the shape of it, which is more kind of comedic part to it as well, because we've all seen the cartoon where something gets eaten. And then like the shape of the person is in the animal Mm -hmm. and what more of a shape do you need than those hips, especially in that tight tiger situation.
0: Tracy says her runway look is perfect. She felt she was hesitant in the challenge. Brooklyn says her look is fun and her presentation was great. When it comes to the challenge, she was very flat. Hollywood says it was supposed to be super campy and super fun, but it didn't hit the mark. And Brad wants to see even more. I'll give it a ringmaster. Good job, Eve.
1: Yes, I would definitely give this one a ringmaster.
0: Audience agrees, 86% ringmaster, 14% sad clown. And speaking of sad clowns, oh, Sienna Aqua Black. No <laughs> designers listed. This had so much potential. I it adore did. the black and white elements with the giant big top tent dress. Why she and Isis had an umbrella, I couldn't tell you. I didn't understand that part. But what ruined this was the makeup. Again, how much time do they have And why not do the beat for this look for the rusical? This face was hideous and completely took her out of this look.
1: Yeah, it was just so busted. Um, It like makeup is strong. And unless you're using like, it looked like she wet her face with like water and then just like slapped it into a bowl of flour. Like, I don't know what. Happen here Also too Why is it It's like I said It's just very rough Around the edges But what what is being used
0: Yeah no She looks like she literally Just had no time And just put dots In her face
1: Yeah It was But the dots Weren't even like round They were like lumpy Yeah It was And and there was
0: nothing That said clown about it
1: No I mean Like I said The outfit was phenomenal and there was so much potential with that but then you you could just look up and you're like oh okay never mind i'm gonna look down back at the outfit
0: yep tracy asked what it was like to work in a trio ocn said they struggled brooklyn felt that suki and adriana had their group going out but she was off by herself Ocean said she lost her focus completely and it took her out brad says she is a joy to watch and she did a really good job interpreting the runway challenge I have to give it a sad clown simply for this look for on the makeup. It just, it it was busted and it ruined the entire illusion.
1: Yeah. I think that image might actually be listed to SoundCloud and the dictionary.
0: Yeah. The audience, very confusing. 55% ringmaster, 45% sad clown. What? What? I guess they were a little more can, uh, uh, can, they, 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 they give her a little more sympathy for that face, I guess.
1: Is this, this is the poll from the Instagrams? Yeah. You have the record of who said ringmaster. Oh, I do. And I think I we need, on the podcast, I think but... we need to have a conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Cynthia Kiss. Look by Cynthia hair by Sean Malmus. This could have been a winning week for Cynthia, but alas, this was basic as all hell. Um, I see the reference. It looks fine, but it was just missing something. Not sure if you saw on her Instagram, but you can see that she added a burlesque reveal element to it. If she had done that, then hands down would have redeemed this clown poncho. It's not bad, but I wanted more. And again, the makeup was simple, but if this is what she was wearing for the Rusical, that's maybe all she had time for. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel like the the change for Instagram was something that she either forgot to do on the runway or she realized the runway was gonna be interpreted as such. So yeah. But
0: I I liked it overall. And, yeah. and maybe I'm being a little more kind to her because of the performance. So I'll get a ringmaster.
1: I would say this is a ringmaster as well.
0: Now remember the numbers that we just had for OCN? Yes. The audience here went 29% Ringmaster, 71% Sad Clown.
1: Okay, we need to have a conversation with these people. We're gonna take the next block talk on the road and we're gonna just crash into these people's living rooms like Kool-Aid Man.
0: Yeah, this was. I was like, really, people? What 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 am I missing here? But okay, whatever. But let's talk about something glorious. Pythia. Look by Pathea, hair by Manu Brock. She is art. This is art. This was incredible. How she was able to match her makeup exactly to the doll head and still manage to do it before this runway should be commended. I think the green and purple were an excellent, exceptional color combination. The gold accents were on point. One of the best looks and concepts on the show, all thanks to the impeccable execution.
1: Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Between the walkout and the reveal of the double head, it, it was stunning. And as you said, the makeup was on point so like,
0: you, you're you you can see my background you can see what she wore for um the rusical and then changed it for the runway no one else was able to do it apparently only she could
1: yeah and also too if you have all of that white on the face and you have these red accents for the the rusical challenge to go that softer makeup first of all even if you try to like rub it off you're just gonna blend all that red into the white and you're gonna have this pink look you have to redo the entire face from scratch you have to
0: yeah yep i mean kudos to her tracy says this look has her seeing double flawless brooklyn says she got the paint exact and it looks so much like her when they say the art of drag this is what they mean she says she scared the shit out of her and it was easily easy to get lost in the character so she really enjoyed it Brad says, it's sensational. She came to the stage ready to play. He loved the performance. She was selling it with the facial expressions and body. Absolute ringmaster for me.
1: Oh, definitely ringmaster. The ringmaster.
0: Absolutely. Audience, 97% ringmaster, 3% sad clown.
1: We might have to talk to the sad clown people as well. Add them to the list.
0: All right, we got Kamara Moore. Jewels by LAG Concepts. Look by Anastasia Anakwe. For a second week in a row, I can't see her body because there's so much crap attached to her. I think the concept of being in the trash after the circus was unique, but this look itself was a bit messy and hodgepodge. The face and hair was Wakanda forever, and I'm not sure how that tied into what she was trying to do here.
1: Yeah, the whole thing didn't seem cohesive between the little skit with the broom when you walked out. There should have been trash on the stage at that point. Like things should have fallen off of her. That would have been the reveal. Just pull a string and have like cans and popcorn fall. That would be fun. Yeah. But between the broom, the dress and the makeup, nothing matched.
0: Yeah. For me, this is a sad clown.
1: Definitely sad clown.
0: Audience, they're they're finally getting something right. 48% ringmaster, 52% sad clown. Next, we have Suki Doll, look by Charmaine Casimiro. I love that she pulled this category off by doing a Club Kid Bunny. Um, those platforms, how does she not fall? Could you wear those?
1: I have worn something similar and I almost ate shit. Like, <laughs> I had to go down a spiral staircase in them. Oh, yeah. No. It was the slowest descent down the staircase I think I've ever done. And when I got to the bottom, I almost still tripped.
0: Bloop. How tall are you out of drag?
1: Out of drag, I'm 5'9". And then most yes. of my heels that I wear are four inches or higher. All right. All
0: right. And those were probably what, 10, 10 inches?
1: Probably. Yeah. Well, well, depends on how big the platform was. I didn't actually pay attention in the front. Yeah.
0: I love the red and white and her beat, the 10th thing. I'm not sure what it was supposed to be, but I didn't hate it, but it helped reveal that um, her at the start, the creepy man doll in the hat. Uh, no, ma'am, that wasn't, that was too much for me, but I understand she was the bunny and he was the man being pulled out of the hat. So
1: yeah, it was, creepy.
0: It was cool. <laughs> Brad loves the club kid take on the circus theme. Brad said the performance was messy and couldn't tell what direction, what was directed and what was being made up in the moment. Hollywood Jade adores her attention to detail, but wishes she brought more of that to the challenge. Brooklyn said they had the hardest part due to the group work, but there was a lot of chaos going on. Chaos is great for clowns, but it is, has to be organized chaos.
1: Yeah, I agree with all those comments.
0: I like this look. Ringmaster for me.
1: I would go with the Ringmaster.
0: Audience agrees. 79% Ringmaster, 21% Sad Clown. Next, we have Adriana, spray paint by Remix Art and Design, wings by Poe, hair by Stefan Scotto de Cesare, nails by Angle's Pops Nails. If she didn't tell me it was Ariel Artist, I never would have gotten it. That being said, I think the catsuit is airbrushed and stoned perfectly. The makeup really blends well into the look. I like the wings, but when she kind of like removed them a little, I was like, no, ma'am, too simple.
1: Yeah, no, it's... (laughs) It's one of those things where the performance really comes in. And if she didn't do that little toe-to-toe walk, then yeah. I would not have gotten it, especially if it was exactly. muted and I wasn't listening to the narration. For something like that, you need to like come out with like that, that balancing pull that the aerial artists exactly. have. Or something, and just one more prop. Otherwise, yeah, Absolutely. Just, it was kind of too simple.
0: For me, this is a sad clown.
1: I would go at Sad Clown. I think the the stoning was great, but the look overall was not good.
0: The audience, right kind of in the middle. 51% ringmaster, 49% sad clown. And finally, we have Stephanie Prince. Hair and beard by wig karma. Look by Misty Meadows girl. Nails by Indigo. She is a delightful surprise in the runway. She's giving you burlesque with a bearded lady twist. Milk is quaking that she pulled this one off. (laughs) I think the beard was so long and naughty. The titty tassels were perfect. If you really look at this garment, it's very simple. And yet it's the overall concept that makes it a winning look.
1: Yeah, I think it was very clever. And you can kind of see the anticipation growing on the judge's faces because she walked out pretty much to the end of the runway and then did the reveal. And you did lose that moment of like doing the sexy catwalk. But I think it just builds that anticipation. And also to keep all that hidden and like, just have like the the top of the head peeking out was very clever.
0: Yeah. Uh, This was one of my favorites. It's a ringmaster. Definitely ringmaster. Audience agrees. 89% ringmaster, 11% sad clown. Isis, Kendall, Suki, Ocean, Gia, Pythia, and Eve are the toss and bottoms, which leaves Kamora, Adriana, Stephanie, and Cynthia as safe. Do you agree?
1: With the way that this episode went, I would I would agree with this.
0: Yeah, I think this was pretty fair. Um, Overall, the person who went home needed to go home. But yeah, Definitely. I think this was as best you're going to get here. We're going to go Untucked Jr. The tops and bottoms return. And how is everyone doing? Well, Isis is upset and slightly embarrassed. She won last week and now probably going to be lip syncing. And she thinks it's the day she's going home. Stephanie says, based on faces, Pathea, Kendall, and Gia are the tops. Meanwhile, Eve is like, really, is that the impression you got? I thought it was the opposite. Is she serious or is she trying to stir shit up? Roll back the tapes, honey. As Kendall says, Eve loves delusion. What? W- w- she <laughs> had to have been joking, right?
1: I, I actually couldn't tell. I think- Neither could I I think it was a little bit to stir the pot, but I think she also still kind of believes it in a way.
0: I think she is one of those people who tries to be self-deprecating, but it's the tone that she misses. Mm -hmm. So even if she's trying to like make a joke out of that, it's the same tone of when she's confident. So you don't know how she's actually feeling. So when we learned in episode one from Gia that, she thinks Eve's is a bitch. I, I can see it. I understand why.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think it's exactly that where the way it comes across is just so diluted that yeah. you can't actually decipher what it's meant to do.
0: Well, she believes that while the reveals didn't go exactly as planned, she feels it did work for the character. So no one is buying yours bullshit.
1: Oh, no, That that's delusion. All of that is definitely yeah. delusion.
0: Eve says that the way they were critiquing it, they didn't judge Kendall for her singing. So if she knew she could sing badly, and Kendall's like, you're in your feelings. If you want to slash, go ahead. And Gia says that they weren't judging Kendall on her singing because she made the part her own and it didn't stop her from shining like a star. And now Eve is going to feel like Gia and Kendall are ganging up on her. And this is why... We don't believe all bullying accusations because this is an example of complete and utter bullshit. It's really embarrassing that Eve can even believe this is her reality in this moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I did appreciate was kind of the call out in that sense where it's like, okay, you're in your feelings. If you want to slash slash, then like she kind of denied it. And then it got like, then people started getting up in arms like, no, just fucking go out, explain what you feel and let it out.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's not a good look. I've two episodes in. This is not a good look for Eve whatsoever. Not at but all. Eve is now ready to make even more television and she says to Kendall, she was happy to see her when she got there, but since being there, she ignores her and she's in her own world with Gia and Cynthia. Well, they're sissies. I mean, I know that's so last season, but come on what do you expect
1: yeah you're in a highly stressful situation you're gonna go towards a sense of comfort which are the girls you perform with the ones you know the best so if you're gonna sit there and like do your makeup together you want somebody that you know that way you can relax like it's not it's not RuPaul's best friend race like you're not gonna go and like make new friends that happens later when the cameras are off
0: Kendall doesn't know where Eva's coming from but she will apologize because she is a good person. And Stephanie says that like no one in there hates Eve. And Eve was like, I didn't say that, but now that you said it, they just might. Watch,
1: watch the I, next challenge. They're going to be put on the team together.
0: Exactly. I think Stephanie was intending well. She's again, English is second language. I think she just misused the word. Yeah. And Eve just, Took it and was like, "What? They hate me!" Oh, <laughs> if anything, Eve is just giving us good TV.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what she's good for this season.
0: Yeah. Well, the judges have decided that Pathia is a winner of the week, and she will win five thousand gift card to People's Jewelers. She's getting some bling, bling diamonds.
1: Watch, it's just one necklace. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have any real diamonds?
1: um i have one bracelet that is very small but yes Mm -hmm. they are real diamonds and i think i've worn it once because i'm too nervous to actually wear it because i feel like it's gonna break diamonds are gonna go somewhere so oh wait do i have that's fair they're like they're like family things like i didn't go out and buy Hmm. these i don't have that kind of money but Mm -hmm. um... you're waiting
0: for a man to propose to give you the diamond
1: yeah, I'm on, you know, all the dating apps like neurosurgeon. Okay, right.
0: There you go.
1: Yes, sir. Of what?
0: <laughs> Kendall, Gia, Eve, and Suki are safe, which leaves ISIS and Oceana as the bottom two. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that we know who we wanted to go home and she was in the bottom... Right. I'm okay with whatever else happens because we knew the direction it needed to go in.
0: It, it it could have been Suki, but I do think Suki's look was a little stronger than Isis just by a little bit. And oh, because yeah. Isis made herself get that part, she deserved that. Yeah. The song is Stupid Shit by Girlicious. Are you familiar with this track or this artist? I am not. I
1: i was not but i was pleasantly surprised by it i even yeah, like i pulled it up and song. i was like should i add this to my my wednesday show
0: <laughs> yeah you should it's fun so both isis and ocn stomp to the back of the runway drop some extra garb and they get ready to battle i think they both brought so much energy but isis was really more dynamic and coherent in her performance OCN is just a wild card and maybe a club performer. She, at a, in a club, she'll per- kill the performance, but not on this stage. It didn't, didn't work.
1: Yeah, the translation to uh, catwalk, dance, lip sync didn't fully get there. I could, as you said, see it definitely in like a, a small stage space, like in a, a club or a bar, but on this kind of stage now.
0: Remember last week when Isis said she had bad knees? She lied, bitch. I, on the other hand, did not lie. I do still, in fact, have bad knees.
1: <laughs> I was waiting to see, like, the girls in, like, the safe area just get, like, their little gooped and gag moments where she starts doing all these, like, knee tricks. But, like, they were just kind of calm and, like, okay, yeah, whatever it is. But... I mean, you go from a win to a bottom two, you're going to have to pull out all these stunts.
0: It's true. ISIS stays. OCN is eliminated because the judges nod to one another. That's how we know that's the, that they agreed. What?
1: Yeah. It's... I hate
0: this. Oh, <laughs> well, OCN can now go home and eat some cheeseburgers. She is a bit defeated, but it is not her challenge. The ocean is rising, and she is coming to a city near you. Are you going to go see an OCN aqua black performance?
1: Um, probably not. Same. But how I mean, many? If I get burgers, to her,
0: sure. Right. Listen. was
1: dollars in Postmates or DoorDash. DoorDash,
0: honest, DoorDash. Honestly, she has the funds to do that, and I would be like, "I just got kicked off of drag race. $100 in food, please." Well, I got some burning questions for you to wrap this up. Are you ready?
1: Let's do it.
0: What is OCN's legacy?
1: Global warming.
0: (laughs) Um, She's a character.
1: I think it, I mean, the short impression that she's had on me is just bad makeup. I can't get over that.
0: I agree. I think
1: some of the looks have been fun. Like, I don't think there was much effort put into the poutine look, but like the tent look was great. And I did very much enjoy that. It is just a shame that the makeup wasn't there. And maybe she'll, you know, pull the look around where, I mean, we've seen girls with bad makeup on RuPaul before and between their elimination and the reunion or the next time we see them all together, the makeup just becomes stunning. Absolutely. So I'm really hoping that's what happens for Ocean.
0: It's a Halloween acting challenge next week. Who's in danger?
1: Everyone, because no one succeeds at acting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the team. Um, well, I ask it every time after two episodes, the winner of the season is.
1: I oh, I don't know. It's for me, I think it's definitely a tie between. Pythia and Kendall.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm leaning too. I think Pythia definitely is sneaking ahead because she did get that win and she was high last week. Um, but I don't know, there's something about Kendall that I just feel drawn to.
1: Yeah. The other one that I kind of had as like a runner up, I would say, would be geometric. But I don't know if it's gonna be this pinball thing that we've seen mm-hmm. in the past where it's bottom two one week, then you're high in the second week, and then it's bottom two again. Yeah. And then it
0: the, there's something about Pythia where I see a star out of her, but it's almost kind of in it's kind of like Katya, where you know she can win, but it's not yet. And then she yeah. comes back and like she's gonna be there, but she doesn't win. That's what I think Pythia is. I don't see her as a one shot winner.
1: True. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Hopefully, the issue of getting into your own head will not befall her.
0: Yeah. Well, it is always a pleasure having on, you on the podcast. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got to plug?
1: Oh, yes, of course. Well, thank you for having me, number one. And you can find me on Instagram, Venmo, Cash App, all those lovely social medias. At are you Close. That's A-R-Y-A-K-L-O-S. And uh, yeah, you can find me weekly, mostly in Brooklyn, because I haven't quite, you know, crossed the East River just yet. Um, but I do my Wednesday karaoke at Tipsy Dog and my, oh, what do you know, RuPaul's Drag Race Viewing Party is at the Rosemont on Thursdays.
0: Well, hopefully I will be back to normal and get to see you shine at one of those gigs soon.
1: Hopefully, I would love to have you in the audience.
0: Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you. The biggest thanks to ARIA for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.